Okay, um, do you want to pop something on over dinner? Sure, um, I guess we'll just flick around see if we find something. Oh, oh, that looks good, that looks good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 go, go, here. Okay, oh, okay. Cancel. It, it, oh, it's, it's, it's been cancelled. Okay, well, uh, what, 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 what about that one? Oh, yeah, that one's, that uh, one's a score. Oh. Oh. Okay, what about that one? That one looks really queer, that's very us. Oh, yeah, that is um, very us. Uh, oh, no. Oh, my God, they, they're, they're going so quickly. The whole queer, the whole queer section is just gone. Okay, what about cartoons? We like cartoons. Wait, 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 oh, wait, some no. But, oh, 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 oh cancelled. Oh. oh, okay. Well, what, uh, what about comedy? We, we, we like a laugh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, there sure is a lot of there, that left. There, there's a lot of that, but nothing I want to watch. No, no, oh, thank, no oh, thank you. No, thank you. What about podcasting? Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's that podcast where two queer trans women who are, are wives, we do silly wives. voices and skits and stuff, and we just have a bit of a catch up and have a. We make each other do a bit of a giggle. Mm, that is the plan. Yeah. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um. I started new brain meds. Yeah. And. And and I'll be honest, the first few days was like, well, I'm not really feeling much, but uh, I suppose I have been more efficient. Yes. And then today has just been, no, no, no. If anything, worse than ever. I'm very distractible. I'm very easily... Uh, compulsions. Adjusting to new medication. Yay! How are you? Um, I'm pretty good. I found some 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 games that I very much enjoyed, and then hyperfixated on them for a while. Well, today. you know what? Now is the time to talk about. Now those. Is, we usually do start by talking about what we we've do. What we've been playing this week. Um, tell us about so these games. Uh, well, let's let's start with the first one. Let's start with boss game. The final boss is my heart. <gasps> Uh, which is a uh, a mobile game. Don't worry, no microtransactions. You pay an amount of money, and you have the game. What? Um. That I first came across, it was a while ago when I was travelling the UK doing, like, articles about different development scenes in different, like, cities in the UK. Mm -hmm. And one of them was I interviewed the developer of this game, and it was very, very early on in development at the time. And it's finally come out, and I gave it a play, and it's, it's really good. Um, so Boss Game is a, uh, how, how do we explain this? Uh, it is lots and lots of boss fights strung together with lots of gay dialogue. Uh, you play a pair of girlfriends. There's there's women loving women. One of them's trans. They're 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 kicking ass and loving each other. And you go gotta go gotta go fighting all sorts of demons. And you do that with a control scheme that I think works really well for mobile. Mm. Um. It feels like a much more simplified equivalent of what some... Uh, the vibe is similar to something like The World Ends With You, which, mm. if you ever played it, was a game that had, like, used the buttons for one character and the touchscreen for another, mm-hmm. and you were controlling two characters. This is similar, um, but you have light attack, heavy attack, and defend a character mm-hmm. on both sides of the screen for each of your two characters. Okay. Uh, so at any time... Tap and hold on on a character's face to shield them from incoming damage. Mm-hmm. Hold down the light attack for a small amount of time to charge up. You feel a vibrate, let go, you do an attack. Mm-hmm. Big attack, 
takes longer to charge, but it does more damage. Uh, and you have two characters you're micromanaging at once. Um, if one of your characters gets stunned or knocked out, the other character can use their resources to, um, you know, either revive them or uh, bring them around from being stunned. Basically, as long as you keep one character in good standing, you should be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, There is an energy meter per character that dictates certain things. So if you do a big heavy attack, that's going to use up a big chunk of your meter. That is the same meter that you're using for defending from incoming attacks. Right. So you have to recognize, like, not only can I fit a heavy attack into this uh, into this opening window mm-hmm. but will i have enough time for my meter to go back up to defend myself adequately ah. um and yeah it's got a really cute little story um the art very very toby fox undertale delta rune-esque art uh, well, i mean when i looked over earlier i was like are you playing delta rune on the mobula yeah i was like no 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 it's 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 got a very similar level of like very nicely done pixel art on black mm-hmm. backgrounds um good chip chain yeah it's almost almost it's it's like a little bit of toby fox please it's it's one of those things where it's like visually and audibly i can certainly see the comparisons while also not feeling like I'm just playing yeah. a thing that is wholesale ripping off, mm-hmm. like, the audiovisuals. Um, I really like this game. Um, I think that it does a really good job of building its control scheme around mobile in a way that works well for it. Mm-hmm. Um, on each side of the screen, you have three big buttons to be pressing and holding. Generally, you don't have to tap buttons. It's a lot of holding, and you get visual feedback to go, yep, I'm on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, little vibrate to tell you you've touched the thing. Uh, I never found myself missing inputs, nice. um, which is really nice. Um, I really like the level of challenge in this. Um, each of the bosses has like very different, distinct, very creative um, uh, incoming attack patterns to mm-hmm. learn and to memorize and to work through. Um, but what I think works well is that all of the boss fights are really tricky, but generally, like, my finishing times for successful runs against all of the bosses have been three to four minutes at most. Right. Um, and if you lose a boss fight, you just restart back, you can just restart straight away at the beginning of the boss fight. Nice. So it's only ever at most maybe three and a half minutes usually of, okay, I've learned three and a half minutes of patterns and I've done the thing and I've uh, mm-hmm. dodged all the attacks. And because you can revive one of your characters if the other uh, faints, you have a little bit of extra room to have a little bit of failure Mm -hmm. and for that to be recoverable from. Um, You have no health meter as such. Um, That same meter you're using for things like blocking, um, you know, if if an attack hits you and you weren't blocking, you'll be knocked out. Um... If you were blocking and you started too early and your meter ran out while you were blocking, you'll get knocked out. But mm-hmm. as long as you keep getting your partner back up, you can keep going through. Nice. Yeah. I have been playing a lot of it today. Yay. And it's really fun. I'm glad you're it's, playing it. I don't remember the last time that I enjoyed a mobile game this much where I just bought a game on my phone and it was a very good game. And how much is it? Uh, I think it was like seven quid. Oh. So it's it's like it's it's fairly cheap. It's it's 
it's more expensive than a lot of stuff on mobile, but also... It's at least it doesn't have adverts or microtransactions. Yeah, well, like, I looked at it going, like, if this game had been put, ported to Switch or something, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be paying seven quid mm. for it on Switch and be like, oh, this is a fucking steal. Why would I not feel the same on mobile? Exactly. So, yeah, I've not finished it yet, but I have been, like, consistently impressed. There was a point where I thought the game was going to end, and I was like, okay, this was, you know, fairly short, but I really enjoyed it. Oh no, that's the title screen. Okay, cool, cool. The real the Oh, you're going to directly tell me the real adventure starts here. Cool, I'm in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but boss game, it's a good game. Uh if you buy it on itch.io, um if you're an Android user, you get the Android APK and you'll get a PC copy of it when it releases on PC next year. Ooh. So, that seems like a good way to go if you have an Android. Nice. Uh ooh. What about you? What have you been playing this oh, week? Oh gosh, well, uh, we played some Block by Block Uprising. We did. We did. We did. Uh, so this is a board game from Out of Order Games. Uh, this is the third edition. Um, it's been ever so slightly refined. They've slightly refined every version, but they're saying that this is the the final version. We think we got it this time. Pretty sure we got it this time. Um, so there was a game uh, game found. Yeah, game found. Uh, game found crowdfunding campaign yes. the the not kickstarter yes because uh they they being who they are and the the subject matter of the game decided that they didn't want to go to someone who was union busting at the time that's that's good stand behind your your, your morals i believe kickstarter did eventually get there i believe so yeah. but you know sometimes the damage is done oh yes but um yeah, I, obviously it was during that time, and I'm I'm glad they made the decision because all the others had all the others had been kickstarted. So yeah, it is a game. You lay out a city on a board of of twenty five tiles, and there will be like state districts where the police are hanging out and spawning from, and public districts which are free for everyone to try and take over. And basically, there there is an uprising going on. You could be one of four factions, ideally two of four factions, if you're playing in one or two player. Mm -hmm. And you you are basically trying to achieve certain goals. So the goals of the movement will be decided by attending meetings, and that will give you additional goals because you start with one goal, but you need at least two goals. Yes. To 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 win. So yes. Yeah, so your goals will be like usually be specific areas on the board or specific types of places on the board that need yeah. to be liberated. So it and might be like two yeah. state districts or two public districts. And each player who's playing uh, needs to complete at least one of those objectives. Yes. But as you said, by you know investing some resources in meetings, you can get additional options of which objectives to do and maybe some of them will be easier to you know to get to from wherever you've started yeah and and you are basically uh you're building so at the start of every turn you get a new cube which is an extra person depending on how many cubes you've got or how many blocks you've got uh, you get more dice to roll and more dice gives you more options and you can do things like move, moving around either on the street or using the metro if it's open that round, uh, mm. there's like a, quite an interesting mechanic of when the metro is open and closed, decided by the backs of another set of cards that do things at the end of the round. Mm. And then you've also got um, uh, movement, building barricades between uh, districts, mm -hmm. and you can uh, take a build occupations depending on 
if it's something in your colour, if it's a, or if it's a district in your colour, or if it's a public district, something like that, mm. you can uh, then basically build things like mutual aid centres, which will help you try and locate more loot cards, things like Molotov cocktails and groceries and uh, gas masks and soup for your family. Soup for my family, yeah. And 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 all that good stuff. And the the board is cloth. I like that. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a nice thing. There's very little plastic in it, apart from the baggies that hold all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the, the cubes are wooden, which is very nice. And you've got really handy, really nicely laid out playmats telling you all the things your faction can do. And on the back, it will give you like a running order of what the structure of a, a round is. Like the, or the nighttime phase where you're each taking your turns. And then the sunrise phase when the police take their uh, police van actions. And sometimes things go very badly wrong at that point because they'll start potentially driving police vans straight through your lovely barricades. Yes. Zoom. Boom. I like the mechanic where you have to attack a police van three times. The first time you push it on its side, the second time you roll it over on its top, and then the third time it's just gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun with that. We played two games of that together. I played two games solo. The first game, mm. I did not engage enough with the... Um, the taking uh, building occupations yes. action, so I just I didn't manage to take over a single a district. <laughs> uh, by the I played through the entire game over the course of like an hour and a half, didn't take over a single district and lost entirely. Yeah, oops. Uh, but the second time I I won and then I won. Uh, we well we won both games we played together. Yeah, we've had a couple of very close to the wire ones, but that's a well balanced yeah. game for yeah. you. Um, so I think next time we'll probably add a, an extra um, heavy reinforcements card so mm. that we can make the game a little bit more difficult. But yeah, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far and I'm looking forward to trying the maybe the two-hander two-player where we get all four factions in and try mm. and do just like the, the, the big game. I'm up for trying that. <laughs> Uh, what, 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 what have you played? Uh, well, the other thing I was playing a bunch of today was a game called Potionomics. Uh, oh, I've heard of this. It yeah. popped up on my Steam page, I think, uh, when it launched. Yeah, it is currently on Steam. It plays great on Steam Deck. Uh, it has a gorgeous little art style to it. Um, incredibly expressive, uh, 3D models for its characters. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it is a game of two halves, um... You have inherited a rundown potion shop, as well as all of the all of the debt of your uh, late uncle. Oh no! And you're not going to be able to pay all those uh, all those incoming bills you got to to pay off the debt, unless there are a series of potion contests coming up that do have big prizes. Um, big money, big prizes. You got build build up your little potion shop, and also be working on potions for the big potion competition. To sort of escalate through and eventually have okay. built up and paid off the uh, potion shop. Okay. So, uh, I've, I've done the first section of it, which is uh, ten days to the first potion competition. I don't. I, I assume it's ten days to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll I'll talk about that first example. Uh, each in-game day is made of a, a certain number of time units that you can use to do several things. You can. Set potions brewing. Um, you can go shopping for ingredients, which you'll need to make the potions. You can sell your potions in your shop. You can 
go visit adventurers and send them off on quests for rare uh, rare items. Mm-hmm. You can go. Um, uh, you can invest in people who are off doing sort of resource gathering, mm-hmm. and all of these things are to get you sort of resources with which to uh, build up. Uh, you know, build up a supply of potion ingredients, make potions, uh, and you do all those other things while the potions are brewing, okay. and you try and sell them in your shop. Yeah, and. Then we get to the other half of this game, which is a deck builder about haggling prices in shops. Uh-huh. Um, slash when you get to the potion competition, haggling for a better appraisal of your potion. Um, so you start with a very basic deck of cards, and you can unlock more cards by like building social links with the various characters in town, mm-hmm. and spending some of your limited time in your ten days spending time with people. They'll give you new cards. Uh, deck size is fairly small, it's 20 cards and then they shuffle back in when you're done. Right. Um, but the basic mechanic is, each customer that comes in has a certain amount of patience. Um, mm-hmm. how long they are willing to be played around with before they want to buy it or get out. Okay. Um, and all of your cards, each turn, have a cost in patience. So, cards that do more powerful things will use up more of the customer's patience, you are trying to basically find whatever combos you can to get their excitement about your product as high as possible so that they'll buy it at a premium. Okay. Um, so that'll be things like... Um, uh, there'll be cards that generate sympathy, so um, your the rest of your cards are more effective that turn, or mm-hmm. uh, shielding, so, you, so that if the com- a customer is getting annoyed that you're taking too long and they start hurling insults at you, you're protected from the insults because you're working retail. Um, yeah. If you don't shield yourself, you might uh, slowly start to develop stress and you've got a, da- you've got a daily stress meter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, more, the higher your stress percent, the higher the chance that you'll draw a negative card instead of one of the cards you put in your deck. Uh... And it's this finely tuned balancing act of trying to get the price just as high as you can and then go, cool, we're done, have it. Um, It is a really charming little game with one sort of caveat that I sort of want to make for it, which Mm -hmm. is that the game doesn't do a great job of giving you a sense of how strong you need to be before you reach the first competition at the end of day 10. Right. It doesn't give you a reference point for how how good of how good of a potion do you need to be making coming into that competition. Right. Um it's a lot of I'm making potions and I know that this potion's better than the last one and I sold it for more money, but you don't have a baseline of like this is what you're going to be up against. Right. Um which can be a little tricky. And when I first got to that first competition, I was like, oh, I've underestimated how good of a potion I need to have made for this. Um, Which was fine, because alongside all my manual saves, Mm -hmm. this game does something that is really appreciated and I feel like probably exists because they know know this is a potential issue. Mm -hmm. The game creates an autosave on every single in-game day, and it doesn't override any of those autosaves. So if you get to day 10 and you don't have a potion strong enough for that competition and you try the competition a couple of times, you try your deck building, you're like, I'm just not getting it. Yeah. You can go, cool, where's my day, uh, start of day 8 autosave? Right. Um, I'll just redo the last two days and like slightly tweak what I was doing. Okay. And like, 
I don't think that, like, that excuses the fact that the game doesn't do a great job of, like, setting your expectations of where you need to be skill-wise. But it does at least offer you the tools that if you haven't been manually saving to go, cool, have, like, literally, like, like, maybe half an hour's wind back, there you go, so you can sort of respec a little bit. Okay. Um, which, uh, in hindsight, I think really strengthened my positive feelings for this game because I realized like I'd had a lot of I'd had a bit of anxiety initially about like oh god I have such limited time between now and day 10 what if I spend it wrong what if I don't have the right things Mm. etc and this really reassured me like oh yeah if I need to go back and like rejig how I've spent my time a little bit before the competition Mm. I can just roll back like a couple of in-game days and have time to course correct which made me a lot less decision paralysis-y. Uh, with regards to the save, so if you say you got to day 10, you didn't get yeah. through the competition, you roll back to day 8, you play through back to day um, back to day 10, yes. it still wasn't right, could you go back to that original day 9, or would you, that day 9 have overwritten? I think it would have overwritten. Okay. Um, but that's the only time it would overwrite those yes. specific days. My, my understanding is if you wanted to do that, let's say you got to day 10 in the competition mm-hmm. and you were like, I want to wind back a couple of days. Maybe what you do, go back to day 9, make a manual save, then go back to day 8. Okay. And no, if you I... then play eight, it, you know, play through to day 10 again, you could go back to that, that day 9 because okay. it's in your manual saves no, list. No, because you'd mentioned that they didn't overwrite. So I was just trying to work out uh, exactly yes. what that entailed. But yeah, yeah. If, if if you've got like a specific, hey, this is your day save, yeah. and these are your manual saves. Yes, which like is a a good system for getting around the the issues with how this is sort of built. But hmm. that little bit of fumbling around aside, I really like this. Um, it's got options for being pretty gay if you want. Yeah. Uh, there's good there's good gay flirting options. Uh, it it reminded me of what is the potion building board game we played um quacks of quendenberg no no the what the other one where you've got a we've all got, everyone's got different mechanics for how they build you're talking about merchant's cove merchant's cove where one faction has potion building oh it's it's goods isn't it it's not potions for yeah. everyone i'm sorry you you <laughs> you see how i person who largely played the alchemist yes. would think about it as potions yep yep i get it um yeah, it had a similar vibe of that, where it's like, the potion making itself is very mechanically simple. It's mm-hmm. get the right percentages of colours in the thing, get colours yeah. in the right proportions. Um, but everything around it, around turning that into a money-making exercise. Like, there's a lot of things that felt very uh, very Merchant's Cove, in that, like, you've, you've got to present your little goods you've made on your shelves. Mm-hmm. Um... There's some mechanics around things like you can put some potions in the window and you can't sell those ones, but they're used to drawing customers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's all sorts of little mechanics that are just, I think you'd enjoy. Mm. I think you'd get on well with some of these mechanics. Well. Uh, so yeah, that's Potionomics. Yay! Uh, what about you? You played anything else this week? I played Scorn. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I came down and you were already playing and it was too late for me to <laughs> too late for me to warn you. So I've heard some interesting views on this. Like some people have said like, oh, depending on how you feel about um I can't remember the name of the artist. Um who does not Geiger, but also Geiger. Yeah. Um 
like if you like that kind of art this will definitely be the game for you i absolutely love that kind of art what i struggled with was the spread out nature of the puzzles mm yes and identifying what a thing is because yes. a lot of the time there's stuff you just can't touch yes and it's like okay i guess that's just environmental storytelling and a lot of the time you'll get a thing and not be able to do anything with it for a long time there's not really know what to do yeah it's 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 not good as a game a lot of the time i mean i didn't get very far with it i think i played for like two hours and in that time i had um i hatched an egg into like a, a a being and i made that being where one of the things that controls doors and stuff like i had got earlier on in the game mm-hmm. that being was very slow and stumbly so it was like god is it just do i just walk as far as i want to go and hope it follows me eventually <laughs> or, or do i have to sort of lead it okay it doesn't want to go this way i have to find a different way to go okay i i know roughly what i th- i think i know what i need to do i found a thing that needed two things to do earlier oh no now it seems to be dead well i feel bad um <laughs> yeah and then like the, i got some kind of weapon that sort of just shot a little like bolt forward and then it fired a couple of times and then it took a while to reload and there was a couple of things that i could shoot or or hit with it i guess and i killed a couple of them but there were two that were out of my height range and there doesn't seem to be a jump button so I didn't know if the reason I couldn't progress was because I couldn't shoot the other two, or 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 what. But I, it was such a large place to be wandering around and going, or I don't know if I'm doing this right, or if I'm even in the right place, or I'm doing any of the correct things at this point. And I just got bored and turned it off. <laughs> And uninstalled it. You have basically summarised my experience with Scorn. I love the art. It's beautiful. Hey, there is a reason why whenever this game got shown off during all those like fancy next-gen Xbox showcases, we saw a lot of CGI visuals of the environments and not a lot of the gameplay. I mean, from what I can tell, that probably was the gameplay. I mean, the gameplay is wander around and hope you find a puzzle. (laughs) And then solve the puzzle. Like, I think... Yeah. I realise that it's trying to be alien and, and weird, and that's, that's something... Maybe if it had just been a walking simulator, but by throwing the puzzles in and making the puzzles kind of like, well, you need to understand this world that's completely alien. Good luck. Yeah, I don't think it commits enough to any direction. It commits to its art style. I mean, yeah. And that is absolutely beautiful and stunning, and... Maybe if it had just been an open world, I could wander around and go, this is beautiful. Poke I would squidgy have... things and go, ooh, what's that? Ooh. Is this a hard thing or a squidgy thing? Oh, it's breathing. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, friend. I didn't mean to poke you. You go back to sleep, pet pet. Like, that would have been awesome. I'd have had a I great would have enjoyed time. that. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the, the given, like, how slowly you walk and um, how far apart a lot of the puzzle elements are, it just wasn't for me. It did not hold my little ADHD, ADHD brain. Maybe once I have um, had more pills and upped my dose a bit, I will be better at it and, and more inclined to have patience with it. As it was, I like I said, I got about two hours in and was like, no, no more. I like the pretty, pretty. I do not like the bad brain. 
Which yeah. is a shame, because I imagine a lot of fucking work went into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, I'm just double-checking if I've played anything else. It's, it's, uh, I started I started a replay of Persona 5 Royal just because it's on Switch now, and uh, the Switch version runs great. I, I'm surprised we didn't get it on Switch before. It, it plays great. Yeah. Because it wasn't like... Bef- Persona 4 Golden, like, one of the big Vita hits yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, we've we've had stuff in the Persona 5 universe on Switch. Persona 5 Strikers, the Dynasty yeah. Warriors-esque game, was there. And, like, several of the same, like, environments were just used one for one. So it's like, I'm running around that location from Persona 5. Why can't I play Clearly Persona 5? Yeah, and this is proof, yeah, they can do it. It works great. It's just as stylish and over the top as it ever was. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it was clear that this because, like, not not just being a PS4 game, there was a PS3 version of Persona Five. Oh wow! It didn't have the royal content in there, but like that ran on PS3. There was no reason it wasn't going to run on Switch. Mm. What about you? You played anything else? Um, been playing a bit more Breath of the Wild. You have. I got my amiibo cards back from the person that borrowed them. Yeah. I was like, ah, I'm going to try and get that fierce deity outfit together again. Yay! Uh, so I yeah I've been I've been enjoying it a bit more. I I'm playing it very differently how, to how I did the first time. Yeah. The first time there was a lot of that's cool over there. I'm gonna go and see it and then trying to scale a mountain. Yes. And having a bad time and <laughs> whinging about the stamina and all sorts of other things. This time I went okay. I have used my amiibo card to get a pona. <laughs> I have the nicest horse. The nicest, most gentle and happy horse. Now to go do it the game methodically. I'm just gonna let Epona run along the road and when my shrine thing goes bleep bleep, I will get off Epona and look for the shrine. Because so many of them can just be found from the road. <laughs> Which I did not explore an awful lot when I played my first session. So I'm I'm like 40, maybe 41 shrines down already. Nice. Uh, I... Have uh, I've all I've got to the boss of the uh, <laughs> of Varnaboris, the, yes. the camel, and then I realised I do not have enough hearts. You perhaps wanted more than four hearts. Fun, I, fun fact: I also had eleven spheres, so there was just like just a bunch of stuff I hadn't cashed in yet. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was like, why have I? Why that would have I, helped. I've done twenty-seven shrines. Why have I? Why have I not got more things? I've oh, I've just sitting on. <laughs> I'm saying oh, I like 11 spheres I should probably go and cash those in okay sure um, and now obviously I've done a bunch more shrines and I'm I'm ready to go try I'm currently on the burb Ooh. so I, eventually I will get back to that camel <laughs> finish the boss I, I want to replay this at some point before um, Tears of the Kingdom comes out yeah. but not right now. Right now, I'm in holding pattern until um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet come out. That's fair. Like that's like that's like two and a half weeks away. So I'm like, mm, uh, no other video games exist right now. Certainly not any big there ones. There is only the hype. There is only the hype and small video games I can put down again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I dare not start a big project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm really enjoying it again, and I am very hyped for the next one. And maybe this time I'll get through the um, the Ballad Champions DLC. Because I did not get through it the first time. I got to one particular uh, of the shrines 
and I couldn't do it even with the video helping me to know what I was supposed to be doing, and I just got bored. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what about you? Who played anything else? No, I think that's it for me, really, this week. Only other thing we played was Everdell. Oh, we did. Because we got Everdell the Complete Collection. So, we did. Uh, as a little refresher, we popped out just the base game. Yeah. Had a little look at that. Enjoyed the fact that the, the promo pack that comes with that version of the game has an option of... they. So, basically, when they first created the game, they were like, we, we want to put ourselves in and we will, we will be the husband and wives. Husbands and wives. Yes. In the game. And um, then I think they got quite a lot of feedback from not cishet people who were like, hey, how about some 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 not that? How about some, some gay, maybe? How about some gay, maybe? Um, so they've replaced, or they, there is an option to replace all of your uh, husbands and wives with uh, hunters and gatherers. Mm. There is also an option to replace them with named characters. Yeah. Like, there's a whole family of named hunters and gatherers. There's actually ten of those cards, and you only need four to put in the thing. So you can just pick the the names you like off the top of that list and just put them in in the main game. Alternatively, you have a whole selection of hunters and gatherers and within that, like you can write your own names in. Yeah. And we have done this. And yeah. also within even within that, there's like a bunch of different art, so they're all dressed yeah. differently. So if you want your gatherer to be wearing a little waistcoat or a little dress, that mm-hmm. isn't that is an option. Um I think there was like like a robe as well. There was there was a few different options for what your character could be wearing. So there is now a Laura and a Jane in our, in our copy of the game. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. And we shall find other friends to add in to, to the game. And there is enough blank cards that you could, you know, just have a, a rotating set of friends who go in there. That you could. That's really sweet. Uh, uh, yes, we... Uh, I, I It wasn't a very high scoring game because I think it needed a better shuffle of the main deck. Because we didn't, we didn't get an awful lot of critters. We had a lot of buildings. And then all of a sudden, right near the end of the game, we hit a seam of critters. It was like, okay, right, well, I can claim that and that and that and that and that. I've got the building for that and that and that. Yeah. And before you know it, you had a full town. The game the game picked up real quick at the end. Zoom! And you beat me by eight points. Yes, I managed to get one very high point object. You you had, like, your village. I had the biggest city and you yeah. had the biggest, like, bonus I points. I had lots of the, like, objectives. Mm-hmm. Including one that was worth, like, nine points on its own. Yup. Yeah, it was, it, a good, it was a good fun time. Yeah, it was a good fun time. Yeah. And I'm glad we did it together. Yeah. yeah I really enjoy Everdell. Um, yeah, it's such a sweet game. It's so beautiful. But, but I should probably say what it is. We haven't mentioned this. We've just gushed about the game. Uh, basically, you are trying to build a, a little village for some woodland creatures. And that will comp- consist of your uh, basically work, doing worker placement stuff to get resources. And then resources to buy cards, uh, draw them either from the stack underneath the ever tree, which is this big 3D wooden tree or cardboard mm-hmm. if you have the original version of the game. And you have uh, like the, the meadow, which is eight cards that you can just basically pay the costs and move them straight into your thing. So it's like an, a, a third open hand or, or depending on the number of players you've got. But in our case, a third open hand just sat out on the table of like, yeah, I could... 
build that. Yeah. Um, and there's loads of different options for like, oh, well, if you've got cards that you don't particularly want, you can trade them for resources. Or if you've got, uh, like, um, you can you can build extra things to go into your town and they, they can be worker placement things that only you can use. And that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. And there's still quite a lot left in that box to explore. There is a lot. There's and a I'm, lot of expansions. I'm excited to play many, 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 many games of Everdell. Chains! Chains. We're going to go on the Chains, yeah. which is the New Leaf expansion. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That yeah. that game is beautiful and charming. And I think of all the like tableau building games I've played, that's probably the most interesting and the most deceptively deep yeah. Because it seems like just a cute little game about woodland animals, and it's just like, no, I'm actually a really hardcore strategy game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had, I had a really good time playing that, and I look forward to playing lots, lots more, and I think that is everything I've played. Well then, time for this. And coming up next, Movie Watch, with our movie critic. Okay, 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 how do I even... How do I even address this one? Um, so, new, new superhero film. It's really bad. And, and I know what you're thinking. How bad could it be? How bad could it be? Well, I can't tell you how bad it could be because there are embargoes that prevent me from explaining to you exactly why it's bad. I can, I can tell you it's bad. I could tell you it's got a bad ending. The ending is bad. But there's going to be a lot of you watching who are going to who are going to hear that and go, well, you know, maybe the ending's not that bad. Maybe it doesn't ruin it that much. Maybe I can enjoy the film up to that point and just sort of not think about the uh, the ending. Oh, no. Oh, no. The ending is bad. And I am dancing around legally how to inform you of this. Um, You know the previous films in this series have been good, right? And you know that they were good because they had, like... And I'm not talking about the new film, I'm just talking about the old ones. The old ones were really good. They had strong character development, they had um, impressive CGI, they had uh, practical effects, they had good uh, combat sequences, Uh, they were well-paced. They didn't go off onto weird bigoted uh, tirades towards the end. You know, all the things I love, I love those films for those reasons. I, I love... I loved that the se- the prequels didn't go onto like a big homophobic tirade. Now I can't tell you about the ending of the new one. I can't tell you why it's bad. But 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 I told you why I like the other ones and I don't like this one. So um this has been my movie review. I hope that you can tell what I'm trying to convey but legally not saying. Coming up next, the Prawn Family Hour. Say, do you wear dresses? Mm-hmm. Tired of the lack of pockets? Yeah. Try Adventurer's Inventory. This limitless space can hold any item, any size. If you can lift it enough to put it inside, you can fit it into your inventory. Purse, keys, phone, an array of swords, just in case potions that you may never use but you can't bear to sell. Try Adventures Inventory. Order today and get this delightful auto-sort function that will arrange everything in a helpful and practical way. So, what have you put in your eyes? I mean, we watched one thing together this week that was like, Uh, I think, the main thing we watched. 
Uh, don't don't give Netflix any money, but we did binge season two of Dead End Paranormal Park. Oh my god, it's so good! Oh my god, that's so good. I really I hope, hope they it get gets. I really hope it gets a third season. Please Come don't. On Netflix. Netflix, like just right just this once, like don't kill off a, a a queer animated thing. Look, we're not going to give you money, but do the right hey, thing. Hey, if you stop cancelling all the queer animated things and you stop know, paying Dave Chappelle. That, 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 not cancelling this would be one of the two things I need to come back. Right. Like, we, we, you, you're so You'd be close. halfway there. You'd be halfway to having us back. Right. But, yeah, we talked about Dead End Paranormal Part before. It is an animated um, comedy, little bit spooky at times, about uh, a trans man and autistic best friend living in a haunted house in a theme park. Autistic bisexual best friend. Autistic bisexual best friend. Um... Season one, absolutely superb, very good. Um, season two, great, destroyed my heart. Big feelings. Big, big feelings. You wrecked me a little big bit there. Of various character oh, origins. Oh, I've been defeated. Um, here is all I will say. You cried. Like, I did. Yeah. Big. You did a big. Cry. I did. I did a bit of a cry. just like a little bit. Sometimes we watch a show and we both do a little cry, yeah. and sometimes. One or other of us does a much louder <laughs> cry than the other. Look, sometimes it happens. We yeah. right, we know this about each yeah. other. Um, here is the pitch I will give you for season two of Dead End Paranormal Park. And it is a mild spoiler, but it is a spoiler that I think will give you a sense of the fact that this is not shying away from accurate representations of trans characters. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So our trans man main character, Barney... Um, Starts starts going to a gym, uh, like you know, going to gym. Wants to start learning to wrestle. Doesn't go to a gym on Earth. No, goes down to literal hell to go to go. You know, work out with the demons because the demons come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and don't question. You know, they don't fat shame him. They don't question him about his binder. Uh, He feels safer going to a gym in literal hell. Um, as an overweight trans man, and I'm like, mm, that's very, that's very real. But then let's go watch you have a fun time doing sport. Yeah. Let's watch a trans person, a trans youth, excel at sports and have a great time doing sports. Yeah. It's like, it's like a little, little tiny nugget of realness. And then it's like, yeah, but like, okay, we've addressed that. Let's have some fun. Yeah. <sighs> it's such a good show. It I is. I love that show. It is a show that is, del- it, it masterfully switches back and forth between uh very funny, mm-hmm. very sweet and very tense. I kind of hope we to get to, we I hope we get to see Hamish at uh, MCM. I mean, if Hamish is about, I will definitely uh let's see if I can pick up some of the comic books. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh go check out Dead End Year, I believe the comics are called. Oh. Uh, but yeah, gosh, gosh, it's good. I, I I hope Hamish gets to finish this. I hope so too, cuz it's been such a great series and yeah, my only problem has been the Netflix about it. It's been the Netflix and the I hope it doesn't get cancelled before it gets an ending. Yeah, if it was available on other platforms, I would... Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you could just, like, buy it as a digital download. Yeah, I would like to just hand some money to everyone involved who wasn't Netflix. Yeah. And all of them have my money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Hamish at MCM Hamish mate Here's a tenor We uh, may have watched All of your show We don't want to get I mean I mean I'm certainly not opposed To just handing Hamish Some money And going Here here you go Here you go I love your show I don't want to pay Netflix for it (laughs) 
Like, I feel like my individual... I you understand. I'm sure if I hand Hamish a 20, that's probably more than he as an individual would get for for, for us having streamed the show. Probably. Ah. Uh, so yeah, Dead End Paranormal Park. Uh, good. Fuck Netflix, but like... Fuck Netflix. That's a real good show that Netflix happened to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What do you watch this week? Gosh, what have we watched? Well... Not a lot, really. Uh, I finished season one of What We Do in the Shadows. I can't even remember if I mentioned that I was watching What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yes, I, yes. I know we talked about the film. I watched season one shortly after that and found it like good background stuff. Yeah. While I'm just poddling around doing other things on a Friday night, it's it's all right to have on. But I've not particularly found it that good. But not enough that I've just stopped watching it. It's, it's just, it's, I have nothing smart to say about that show. I have nothing insightful to say. Other I don't than, think it has anything smart no, or insightful just, to say either. I watched it. I didn't have a bad time. I had a pleasant, pleasant. That episode that you came down and, and we watched yeah. the end of together is actually the first time I've laughed at an episode of this. Well. I was like, hmm, well, season two is looking up. Hooray! And I believe they're on season four at the moment, so well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a show about vampires uh, doing a. Well, it's just like the film that we mentioned a couple of weeks back. It, they're they're doing like a, a docu series, and occasionally the camera crew are in danger. 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 Uh, yeah. What about you? Have you got anything else? Uh, we've got a couple of other a couple of other things left that we uh, watched together. Yeah. Um, we watched a couple more episodes of uh, Play It By Ear over on Dropout. Oh yeah, the uh, musical improv, uh, uh, make up a musical on the spot show. Yeah. Um, we we watched oh, what ones did we we we, we watch? We uh, watched Whimsy on Wheels. Oh yes, about a um the the Uber esque uh, rideshare service that takes you on the journey you need not the journey you want right uh and a man's journey to not watch streaming programs and ignore his friends mm-hmm. and get over his agoraphobia and learn how centaurs work yeah well <laughs> half man half centaur uh, yeah half man half centaur three uh, two thirds human one third horse works yep uh and we what was the other one we watched it was um Oh, it was about the anti-hero who made the little boxes for buttons. Yes. And got got run out of town. Yes. And had to come back and uh, get their revenge on the person who had and sort of... And they do this. Yes, it's that thing they're known for doing. Yes. Um, yes, and had to sort of orchestrate their their revenge. And we had a lot of musical numbers about the difference between a villain and an anti-hero. Yep. Um... <laughs> 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 Just making sure you really understand the difference of the concept as we're improving this. Yeah, it was. I think it was a very weird one, and that's why I struggled to remember exactly what it was about. There's a lot of musical numbers <laughs> in it I very much enjoy. Uh, Dress to Impress is great. Dress to Impress. Uh, t- sorry, Dress to Oppress is great. Um, it It is one of the... It, it amuses me on a rewatch because it's very clear that one of the actors is like two songs deep and is having to ask in song... I'm not exactly clear what an anti-hero versus a villain is. Can you explain <laughs> it to me in song so I know what we're doing? And I'm like, that's yeah. kind, of, kind of beautiful to watch. You have to navigate that in song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they did a great job. I, I Yeah, I, I enjoy that series. And I think f- well done to everyone. Yes. Because that is quite a skill. So, some of 
some of them have more coherent plots than others. <laughs> like Whimsy on Wheels had like a very clear through line plot tonight. Oh, yeah. Um yes, the prior one had a lot of like really great moments and I have to stop occasionally and go how did we get that? Oh, yeah, no, that's how we got... Yeah, okay, I see how we got there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just thinking of the bit at the end where the magically making tomatoes happen. Sometimes you have to magically so make tomatoes. Gonna magically tomato. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... It is It is. A, it is a fun show to watch, Um, to go how... It's fun to watch the gears turn. Yeah. And go, aha, I, I see you say a word, I bet I know where you're going to rhyme that. Aha. I can see what you're going oh, for. Oh, here it is, here it is. Oh, you did I it. I can join in too. Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, uh, and the other thing we watched together is we continued watching and or Don't Give Disney Any Money. Don't Give Disney Any Money. We we had been wondering where that was going to go after episode yes. six. Um, so we've seen episode seven now. It definitely is like the start of its own whole second little arc. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes a person needs oppression to impact them specifically and directly for them to be radicalized. Yep. Yep. Y- y- yep. And and decisions are made and... Fascism sure doesn't like when it's made a laughing stock. Yep. And sure loves finding excuses to invent new reasons to be fascist. And and just like last week, I am curious where the fuck the show goes from here. Yes. There is an implied something that could take a very long time, and I'm very curious whether it will take that long. Do we get a time skip? Is this about to be a time skip? I'm curious, but... Uh, I might have to look up when everything is set. Yeah. But, yes, I, I, I'll i mirror sort of what I said last week, but just add episode seven onto the thought, which is, good show, very specifically episodes like four, five, six, seven, mm-hmm. have been really on the money. Yeah, and some of the best Star Wars I think there has I, been in a really long time. Some of the best Star Wars are by far the le- like the most directly about real world politics that Star Wars has ever dared to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I Star Wars usually shies away from from getting too real about some of these things, and this has been doing it really well. They're getting real real. They're getting real real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andor continues to be real good. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you watched this week? I think that's everything I've watched. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I watched, because uh, I was doing new commentary for it, is I watched all the matches from Spectrum Wrestling's first event, Rejoice, oh, which is now up on YouTube with commentary from myself and Liam Slater, who is a oh, wrestling yeah. uh, wrestling trainer to the stars. He did all the uh, all the intros um, before... He did, like, the warm-up before anyone came in to do any ring announcing. Yeah, he's trained many of the people who are in that set of wrestling yeah. matches. We we did commentary together, and, and if, you, if, you, if you search for the... Uh, if you go look on the Spectrum Wrestling uh, Twitter, Twitter page, there's a link to the YouTube channel where you can watch... All of the matches in multicam glory, all fancy edited, and hear me have opinions about wrestling. Yeah, wrestles. I I've learned how to talk about wrestling and sound like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know all the moves now. I I, I don't do uh, that, but I know who the heroes and the villains are, and I know how to talk about pacing of matches, and Ooh. I I can I can sort of talk about the the momentum of a match, Ooh. even if I don't know specifically. I'm like I I, I know a clothesline. Yes, I know that. 
That's um, the arm hitty. I think I know a soup. I think I would know a suplex if I saw one. Is it still a clothesline if you're just standing there with your arm out, and there the your opponent is doing the running off the off the? I don't know. That would oh. be a question for my co-commentator Liam, ah. who is the person who knows the names of the moves. I know it's a clothesline when you're doing the running. And I don't know. See, this is why I am the I'm the narrative commentator. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. Who's who's got the momentum and what the sort of emotional stakes are? What's going on? And Liam will go. That was a power bomb, and I'll go. Cool, I know what that's called now. And who spilt the tea all over the ring? Oh, there was a brief moment where that that ring was uh, sixteen cups of tea for a second after they washed it down. <laughs> I imagine so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go check out Spectrum Wrestling, and I hope you enjoy my commentary. I'm sure I will. Uh. Well, I think that's everything we've watched then. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Laura, I've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, are you tired of answering the same best basic questions over and over? I mean, I've been doing it for fucking days. I'll answer a thing to someone on Twitter and, like, you know, five minutes later someone else will have the same question. Just on and on and on. Uh, it's exhausting. Do you sometimes, you know, have to say the same thing so often that you just get bored and... and... Uh... Or maybe even worse, you have to hold a huge amount of information about a particular response, but it's been a few years and you can't remember all the details, but someone is sea lining at you and you're just like, you know what, fuck you, I will tell you. Oh, yes. Those groans are exactly what, what we need because introducing the detailed response translator .lol.net. What is what it was? What's that? You just admit a loud groan or sigh into the translator, and it'll restate the opinion you keep being asked for. It'll do it for you. Uh... Well, Laura says that she's actually really happy about this 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 particular sponsor, and that they seem like a really good option, and that you can get a ten percent discount. At Q and PS two three four, uh, and 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 or you then just just groan your way over to the website there and and get a discount on your very own size. <sighs> Laura says, "Well then, time for this." Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So. I've been getting a lot of uh, stuff forwarded my way. Uh, apparently, a bunch of the fans have been asking for uh, they've been asking for a new game in uh, that uh, that that survival horror series. Uh the the pinball one. No, 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 no. Sure, it isn't a pinball. It helped. I mean, look, we've made we've made pinball ones of them, but like, right. no, no, no. They they're, they they want a, a video game, like the like the mobile game that was basically just like uh, just lore. No, no, no. Apparently they want us to make an actual video game video game, like a like a proper video game like we used to uh. before, you know, we realized that you know, slot machines and digital slot machines were more money. Right. Okay, what if what if we don't bother doing it ourselves? We'll just uh, we'll just farm it out to uh farm it out to the like the most problematic people we can find. I mean, look, I, I'm still not sold on it, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I, I I thought we got out of the business of actually making games that weren't just money factor. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm getting a call. Right. Uh-huh. 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 
Okay, the guys that made the tie-in movie want to make a movie. Um, I'd say we make the game. Wait, the the, the good movie yeah, the good, or the, yeah, the shitty the, sequel? No, the ones that made the good one want to make Oh, I, they're coming to us. Yeah, they're coming to us. Right. How much are they going to pay us to do it? Uh, let me call them back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A lot. We can, we can, we can make a, a tie-in game if, 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 I mean, if we're already doing a movie, we could do a tie-in. Tie-ins sell well, probably. I love a tie-in. And I love money. So, yeah. yeah we, can let, gonna... <gasps> we can let their marketing department spend money and our thing sells better because they marketed their thing. You are a fucking genius. I know. So. <gasps> what have you put in your ears? It's not been a very new listening heavy stuff. It's not been a week for listening to lots of new things. No, I mean, it's I had not, to make it that a week for listening to lots and lots and lots of MCR. It may have been a week for listening to lots and lots and lots and lots of MCR, mm. for no particular reason. I might have listened to just like a fuck ton of MCR. Yeah. Um, uh, I I did watch some recordings from their most recent live performance, which was at. Uh, when We Were Young Fest, which... Oh, uh, they actually played When We Were Young Fest. Yeah, yeah, they played it. Wait, was that where they did the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm okay. A... Yeah. So... I didn't... Yeah, sorry. I I kind of dropped out of the, 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 the tea over When We Were Young Fest. Yes, yes. So When We Were Young is a festival that was going on in Las Vegas that, like, had seemed a bit too good to be true, and there were a lot of warning signs and things about. Didn't help that the first day got cancelled because of wind, which everyone was like, mmm, suspicious. But it's, as it's turned out, there's been a few weird stipulations about that event. Um, they, want, they wanted to get a bunch of, like, 2000s nostalgia era like mm-hmm. bands that all the emos liked to play one festival, and it was a lot of requests of, like, could you maybe dress up like you did in era like back then when people are nostalgic for and um stuff like that? Can you have original merch that's just for this event? So MCR took all of these uh, things they were told and said, "Fuck you." Uh, so there was original unique merch. Uh, they had shirts that just said the word merch on them. I kind of want one of those. I shirts. want a merch <laughs> shirt. I'm desperate. I'm trying to find a merch shirt. Um. <laughs> So yeah, they had shirts that just had the word merch on them because they had to have original merch for the show. Um, uh, When We Were Young wanted them to do a thing that they've historically said they never want to do, which is, you know, uh, do the nostalgia routine of like, oh, it's us from how you remember us from the 2000s. Mm. So they did come out in their Three Cheers era outfits, but they also came out in old person facial prosthetic makeup. Um... And didn't talk between songs. They just sort of <laughs> made old person sounds. Frank Iero sort of the entire set. He's like, anytime he has to walk somewhere, he'd like very slowly old man's shuffle. Shamble. Um, I can't remember exactly what they had written on the drum, but it was something again, pointing fun at this and being like, is this really what you want? You want us to just be the nostalgia thing forever? Like, you want us to be old people and still doing the thing we did in, like, when we were, like, 25? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want a sense of what that performance was like, go look at the... Go look up the intro to Vampire Money from when we were young. Um, it's usually a call and response of Gerard going like, Are you ready, Ray? Yeah, how about you, Frank? Uh, what about you, Mikey? 
the whole thing is just <laughs> and then they go into the song and they sing it perfectly yeah it's just anything that isn't the lyrics of the song is <laughs> i'm glad the people that went out to when we were young actually got some festival because I know the yeah. first day was cancelled with an hour's notice. There was there was a real like when that first day got cancelled. It's like is this fire fest? Yeah. Is the whole thing getting? I I I did. I I felt a little less skeptical of its ability to work once I understood their fucking staging system mm. because they had so many bands on one stage, and like for months the question has been how do how we... the fuck do you have that band play a set, tear down, set up the next band, have them play. And not just have like a three minute set. They had a turntable stage, so one band could be playing while the uh, behind, you know, behind the turntable do the teardowns at the next one up. Yeah. That was something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it seemed it sure was an event, and MCR played around with what was required of them. Yeah, I was kind of worried because I knew a couple of people who had won tickets to it. Yes. And these are people who are not financially in the best of situations yeah. so it was like hey i got a chance to have a nice thing yeah. for me when i don't get many opportunities to do that and then i was like oh no they've gone out to vegas and there's yeah. there's, there's not the thing yeah and they've spent some of the little I, money they have I getting hope, out there i hope they got to end up at some of the sort of makeup shows that were played that night i hope so yeah, yeah, a lot of bands trying desperately to find any venue that would let them play. Yes, uh, and as you said, that like some of the venues were just going, no, we, we're worried that we're going to get rushed. We don't want an entire festival's worth of people trying to wedge themselves inside our venue. Yeah, because is... we've just realised that there are many, many more of you than us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that all being said, listen to a lot of MCR. Yeah. Also, interestingly, that that festival performance is the first one they've done uh, since they uh, toured Foundations of Decay that they haven't played it at all or played it as their opening, mm-hmm. which I assume is again to do with the fact that like the play the new stuff. Oh, play play no no don't play the new stuff. The play old the stuff, old sorry. play the old stuff. Play the nostalgia hits. Do it. Play songs people know. Like if you look at that set list. It's so weird compared, like after the months and months and months of like solo tour where they've been playing like all the interesting deep cuts and the weird songs, and then here it's like, okay, yep, you have a greatest hits collection interspersed with old man sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What have you been listening to? Well, you may remember that I said a while ago <sighs> that after Magnus Archives finished, I listened to the immediate wrap-up things. Yeah. And then their feed kind of went silent, which is fair because they weren't making that series anymore. Yeah, that show was was, done. And I just didn't really have any interest in Rusty Quill because I wasn't really enjoying a lot of their content that they were putting out. Stella Firma had also ended, so that was another thing off the list. Hmm. Um, But recently, there has been mutterings of... uh, and Magnus Archive season two, there was an ARG. There was an ARG. We followed that for a few days. Yep. And they were like, there's going to be a huge announcement on the 30th. And I was like, oh, that's very cool. I'm glad everyone worked that out. And then like a couple of days ago, Rusty Quill put out an official statement in plain English on their Twitter saying like, hey, we're doing a Kickstarter for season two. It will be three, se- three seasons. 
and or uh, sorry, it's Magnus Archives two. There will be three seasons of it. Who knows what it's actually going to be, or where it's going to take place? But um, uh, I if, guess it's a ways off if they're kickstarting yeah. for it. I mean, if the original Magnus is anything to go off, they will have done their pre-planning and have a rough outline of where mm-hmm. they want their three seasons to go. Like I trust them to do a narrative that yeah. is going somewhere. Well, I guess then that Johnny knows where he's going. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I'm I'm curious, curious to listen to it. Um, it was it was fun doing the ARG, uh, but the other thing is that I like I was like, well, I might as well just resubscribe to their them on my podcast feed. Yeah, and I realised that I had missed two season or two, two competitions worth of Rusty Fears. Yes, their sort of um fan story writing will make it into an episode competition. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm currently doing some writing work with someone who wrote a Rusty Fears episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I I have listened to Rusty Fears 4, and some of them are really good. Yeah. Uh, so the first episode was uh, Nazar, which is about... It seemed to be about somebody, people who were afraid of, uh, or, or had, like, protection things. And everyone was like, oh, the, the protection thing is silly. Why would you have the protection thing? You you fool. And then the consequences of not listening to the person who was trying to put up protection. Mm. Uh, the, I'm trying not to be spoilery, which That's, is why I'm being no, a bit No, 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 I understand. Uh, the next one was The Budding. Which is about uh, someone going back and seeing someone they've not seen in many, many years. They always used to make jokes about or, or make up little stories for each other about, uh, oh, it's not just an acorn, it's it's a, it's a talisman. And, and, yeah. and this thing. And it, it maybe turns out that not all of those things were, were, were quite as jokey as they thought. Maybe... Something uh, was 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 a very real uh, danger mm. uh, that could happen to people, and like, what's interesting is that this person's whole family have disappeared, okay. and and they're all on their own, and that's um, that that maybe gets explained. Mm. It's um yeah it's 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 uh, it's proper dark, um. The next one is called The Final Culling. I think this is the one uh, read by... Uh, is it Sue Sims? Jonathan's mum? Oh, who yes. Who played Gertrude uh, Robinson? Yes, Gertrude, yes. It's the probably one of the most interesting um, non-canon Magnus episodes ever, I think. Okay. It's told from the point of view of a sea creature. Okay. And the sea creature has some very strong opinions about uh, those who um, abandoned the sea and went onto the dry in between. Okay. And and uh, what pathetic creatures they are for doing so, and uh, and losing their fins and their ability to breathe underwater. What fools they were. And uh, observing the destruction of the dinosaurs, and their thoughts on that, like basically, which were basically ha ha stupid land creatures. 
Um, but this this creature just has a, an ultimate hatred for all things that have dared to go on dry land. Mm. And it's just a fascinating... Because it's like trying to work out what that creature means by the language they're using. Like, oh, you're, t- you're talking about the dinosaurs. Oh, you're talking about the asteroid hitting Earth. Yeah. Because um, I think it's called like the Great Vibration or something. Mm. Because they're, from their point of view, it was just yeah. ripples in the ocean. A really big ripple, such as no, nothing has ever rippled before. Yeah. And that whole episode is just fascinating from being just a really different point of view. Nice. And the last one is New Roots. I think this is the one that's about... uh, So a person who is very, very anxious. Yes. And they basically start feeling this like pressure from inside them okay and this pressure turns out to be uh like uh, something hard underneath their skin and they pick away the skin covering it and inside is a tooth and they pull the tooth out and the tooth comes out and it's just like a, a, a fine tooth and then more of them keep happening over this person's uh-huh. body and they're like i've never heard anyone talk about it so I'm worried that either I am so abnormal that this has only ever happened to me, or that this is such a normal thing no one ever bothers to talk about it, but I don't dare bring it up with anyone that I'm growing teeth through my skin. And sometimes they come out absolutely cleanly, and sometimes there's blood, sometimes there's quite a lot of blood. Hey, and... hey, hey, listener, if you ever find yourself growing teeth in random parts of your body... The right thing to do is to go tell your doctor. Talk to your family practitioner. You know, even if you go in there going, hey, maybe this is nothing. I'm sorry if I've, I've uh, this is embarrassing and I've wasted your time, but am I meant to be growing teeth out of my chest? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you'd Google it, wouldn't you? Yeah. And if it's coming up on anything other than creepypasta, then probably go and see what you need. <laughs> uh, it's a fascinating story. And, um, yeah, and... and uh, just weird, just a weird body horror. Not one I've, uh, not one I've encountered before, and I, I enjoyed that, that, that those stories. Nice. Uh, what about you? Have you listened to anything else? I see. Really, just a big MCR week. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to one more. Welcome to Night Vale, and I'm getting up to the point where I stopped listening to Welcome to Night Vale the very first time I went through. Yep, I've I've done this at times. And I think, I, th- I I get a feeling from the episode I listened to today that I might know why I stopped listening. Okay. Because they spent quite a lot of time before the first book came out going, the book is coming out, it's an exciting thing, we're very excited about the book, it's gonna... But don't worry, if you haven't read, if you haven't listened to all the shows, you can read the book. And if you don't read the book, it's okay, you don't have to have read that, it's not going to affect the show. And then they have an episode which is very clearly set immediately after the events of the book. And it spends the entire episode going, we all know the thing that happened, right? We all know the thing. And it wraps up this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And And we're going to name drop some characters that you wouldn't really know if you hadn't read the book. Or even listened to the the sample chapter that they had like two episodes before. Read by Cecil. And it was just like, mm-hmm. do I we feel like this episode is really grinding it in. Do we need to mayhaps listen to the- <laughs> track down the audiobook? <laughs> yes, I think okay. so. 
Um, yeah, that that was what I was going to do uh, earlier on today. But I've been so distracted today, I forgot to do it once I got home and I wasn't immediately listening to the episode. Mm. But that episode just, just made me just go... Because it spent so long going, oh yeah, and now we're going to go to the weather. And oh, the the thing that Cecil did, the, the thing that um, Carlos did that we were talking about just before the weather... Uh, yeah, that that all worked out in the way that we all know it did because yeah, uh, you you've read it in this document that is available in four hundred and five pages from all good <laughs> in a hardback from all good booksellers. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry you got in the the uh, it didn't annoy at you. It didn't annoy me. I have to read a book now. Or listen to a book. Or listen to a book, but. Must engage with different media in order to in- properly enjoy the the media I was already enjoying, uh, and 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 not feel like I'm missing an essential part. It's like video games; I have to do all of it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess that that's it then. That's all the things I've listened oh. to. Well then, time for this. Okay, Katie, now I, I, I need you to understand that you're coming up to a point in life now where you're going to have to make some very big decisions about what you want to do in the future. Uh, have some food and watch some cartoons and go to sleep. Okay, but you're going to be asked to pick some subjects at school that you're going to study for the next few years and then you're going to specialise in those and then get a job. Mm, no. Come on now, you need to. You're going to have to engage in capitalism. Those are the rules. Rules are stupid. Come on, what do you want to do as a career? If you could be anything you wanted to be, what what do you want to do? Um, I mean, I could do. Oh, I want. I I I I want. I want to be the person that squashes stuff in an industrial press. I'm sorry. Like on on YouTube when they they put the thing and the, the industrial press and sometimes it's, it squirts out the holes and sometimes it cracks and crashes and sometimes it doesn't do anything and that's that's a surprise and sometimes it pops because it's put under the press. Okay, but you you don't have a, a press. Did you? Do I mean, how does one start in that career? Do you start small with like a nutcracker or something? I, I don't know. I'm the child here. I'm sure school will tell me how to do it. Did they have a class on industrial presses so I can learn how to do the pre- industrial press? I mean, that sounds like a very expensive hobby, perhaps not a career. Have you have have, have you seen how many views they get? No, it's, it's, I I I tend to watch news programs. This one's got forty-two million views. That is a lot of views. What's what's the? How much does one make enough to buy an industrial press with 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 that many views? I don't know, that's what school can tell me. Could you not just pick a, a less expensive hobby career? Hobby rare. You know, could, could, isn't, isn't there anything else you could do? What about crafts? You could be you, you could make crafts that are incredibly impractical and confuse people. No, if I have to have a job, I'm going to squash stuff in the industrial press. What? Can't, can't, okay, like, why can't you just be like your sister and... and, and Cut up kinetic sand very close to a microphone. Boring. Okay, if you could, you've got your uh, security ID, and yep. now you just need to tap through okay. here, Beep. and we'll take you through into the office. Okay, yeah. Okay. okay, now this will be your desk here. 
Okay. I mean, I was really hoping that, you know, work from home was going to be an option. But... There is no working from home. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry? There is no working from home. Okay, that's that's fine. I, you I, will stay here. I guess I will work at the desk if that's what's um, needed. No, yes, you'll be working here. You will be facing that door over there. It will probably not open very often unless someone needs to come and get you for something. Yeah, I've... I've... Oh, well, of course, notice the back of the room here is, is open plan. Yeah, I was... I was... Going to ask, there's not many... I'm not seeing many managers or anything around. The manager will be overseeing everything. Uh-huh. There in the tower. Central to the office. Oh. Oh, God, how did I not notice this? Yes. You might notice that you can see them quite well because of the magnified... Yeah, the giant sort of eyeball-esque... Uh, I don't even know what to describe it. It's not actually there. a giant eyeball. It's just that they have a large magnifiers in front of no, their no, face. I, yeah, no, I suppose. They see all from there. Their high seat in oh. the central tower of the office. Oh, I see. And I guess this is why no working from, from home. They need me in sight of the tower. Yes. The Panopticon sees all. C- can the Panopticon not log into Zoom? Sometimes the connection is sketchy and it makes the managers sad. You wouldn't want to make the managers sad, would you? I feel like it's staring into my soul. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How are you doing? Oh, you know, uh, on, on some new meds, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a bit, uh, you know, a bit, bit spatty up today. Uh, you, you, you doing all right? Oh, I've been all right, all yeah. right. Just been uh, grumbling at the internet, as you yeah, do, yeah. yeah. I've been watching, uh, been watching a particular uh, old guard uh, protestery type. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. D- doing doing the sort of nonsense you do when uh, you're no longer the centre of attention a little bit. Oh, yeah, when, when you were basically not just doing it for, for, you know, for the cause, but, you know, for the fact that it strokes your ego quite a lot to be seen as kind of a hero by people. Yeah, and I mean, look, I'm not, I ain't going to mention names. I'm not going to mention names, but, you know... Yeah. I may have watched this week a uh, particular uh, activist go and uh, do a, do a protest somewhere that is not where he lives, and uh, reporting yeah. starting to circulate of hey, actually, people who live there said hey, please don't come and protest here the way you're planning. It's going to do us more harm than good. Please don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And he and ignored it and did no. it. No, oh. he ignored it. He went and did it anyway. Right, right. A little bit of a track record for this, and a, a, a few of the a few of that era of. Uh, Activists do the old. Yeah. Uh, I I was the centre of, of of an activism movement at one point. Therefore, oh. I should still be the figurehead of it now. And uh, yeah. fuck anyone who tells me, you know, who's more affected personally by by things than I am, who tells me that I'm wrong because I, I was a protester before. I know what I'm doing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he now he's fucked up for everyone, has he? Uh, as he continues to do, and it's it, yeah. it, generally it's a case of like, if you are going to be doing, if you are going to be doing protesting for groups that are not one to one you and yeah. your your situation, 
uh, you know, first of all, maybe don't just be like one individual solitary figurehead, you know. Have, yeah, have you a, know, groups you've got multiple There are people like Buck Angel in the world who will completely fuck over the, the trans community, uh, yeah. you know, just, uh, just, you know, just to score points with Fash. Exactly. But like, you know, talk to the people who are impacted, be it in the groups that you are protesting for the rights of or in the places you are protesting for those rights. Yeah. About what they... Yeah, about what they need and what is going to be helpful to them and what you are planning. And if they tell you what you are planning is going to be actively unhelpful to the community and is largely you trying to... You know, if they say you are trying to get brownie points for yourself, please don't do that. We've got more important things. Yeah. Fucking listen, maybe. Well, yeah, you, you, I think you you always have to go by the maxim, uh, nothing about us without us, you know, and, yeah. and just remember that, you know, make sure that it is... The the uh the 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 work you are doing is always centering the people you know most affected, and and you know start from them. Obviously, take take your lead from them. Exactly. Oh. Oh, hug me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good hug, mate. Good hug. Right, I think I'll we'll go pop the kettle on. Hey. So, Laura, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. If you're listening to this when it goes up for early access, or if you're listening to it, I guess, on, on the Sunday when it goes up regularly and There's it's still time. in the daytime... I'm going to be at MCM uh, on Friday and Sunday, probably this week. So uh, say hello if you see me about. Hello. That'll be, that'll be happening. <gasps> um, Friday and Sunday. Fr- Friday and Sunday, cool. I think. Cool, so you're going to get to see Echo in the Bowsette costume. <laughs> I, I did not know that was... Is that the Friday? Yeah, apparently Echo Echo has laid out a schedule for what they're going to be wearing. Uh, Boyzette... <laughs> on, uh, with an eye uh, on on Friday, and I believe Femboy Hooters is on Sunday. Well, uh, so yes, if you're around uh, at MCM and you hear this uh, before MCM has ended, maybe you'll see me. Yeah. Um. Other than that, go check out Spectrum Wrestling's Rejoice over on YouTube, Rejoice. and go check out me me doing a commentary and check out you who does book. I, I do do book. You did a children's book. I I did do a children's book. Is me and my dysphoria monster. It's out now. We did a book. We did a book. What's that? It's called Who Hunts the Whale, and it's it's gosh, it's only like three, four months away. Yeah, middle of February it comes out. Yeah, very excited. Yeah. It's it's a satirical book about the video game industry, and every day we go, oh, oh, people are going to say we just poached that from a particular thing, but it was written before that thing happened. Look, a lot of things aren't one to one, but like. <laughs> it's it's hard to write a satire about video games when no joke this week when we record this um Call of Duty has a scene in it where there's a prompt that says hold left trigger to de-escalate situation and what that actually does is it pulls out your gun and points it at the innocent civilians cuz that's how de-escalation works. That's how de-escalation works. Mm. It's fun to write satire in a world where that exists. Yeah, I can see why there's not so many um future dy- dystopias anymore being written cuz it's very hard to write that these days. 
Yeah, no matter how much you think you're going too exaggerated, yeah. reality's going to catch up faster than you think. I really hope reality doesn't catch up as, as, as badly as we wrote that book. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I hope the book is at least still too extreme. <sighs> anyway, it's, it's, it's comedic. It's still funny on the sixth reading, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. It's still making us laugh. So that's good. Uh, even when I'm reading it to the point I nearly pass out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I uh, I can also be found at uh, Linktree. That's linktree.ee slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Uh, you can find my Redbubble and all the music I make under the name Bedroom Programmer. And you can find uh, Stone Monkey Radio on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Radio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 76-hour work week. And I I really appreciate all the lovely people who are supporting me. And I'm working my way slowly towards 30 patrons. You too can join <sighs> them. It's but a dollar. Me? A small but I a dollar. I too can do that. Well, I mean, you already have. Ah, but maybe the listener can too. Look, they, they, they too, at the end of this microphone. Concealed beneath this fur. <laughs> and then the cage. And then the electrical that goes over there and into the thing. And then I do the... they're out there somewhere. They're they're out there somewhere. Through the wires, into the internet, down the tubes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us, Laura. Will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. 